Welcome to this, the next edition of our daily devotions coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. As always, we're happy that you've joined us and we hope you will feel free to share these with uh, those that you know and love. Let's now just pause for a moment with a word of prayer. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture lesson today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 17 through 28. Hear the word of God. While Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves and said to them on the way, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death. And then, then they will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and on the third day he will be raised. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to him with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked a favor of him. And he said to her, What do you want? And she said to him, Declare that these two sons of mine will sit, one at, the, at your right hand and one at your left, in your kingdom. But Jesus answered, You do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? And they said to him, We are able and he said to them, oh, you will indeed drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left, uh, this is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. When the ten heard it, they were angry with the two brothers, but Jesus called to them and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their great ones are tyrants over them. It will not be so among you, but whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant and whoever wishes to be first among you must be your slave, just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, when you read the Bible, you will often find great irony, and you certainly find it when Jesus is preparing his disciples for their arrival soon in the great city of Jerusalem. Usually when pilgrims made their way to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, it was with great jubilation that they ascended Mount Zion to join together with family and friends to celebrate the greatest of all days when the angel of death passed over the Jewish slave families in Egypt and set the scene for the great exodus from bondage to liberation in the wilderness and the promised land. But on this pilgrimage with Jesus and his disciples, the journey is weighed down by the gravity of Jesus' prophecy of doom. The Son of Man will be handed over and condemned to death and will be flogged and crucified and the suffering servant will suffer and bear the sin of the world. And hardly before Jesus finishes his words, the mother of James and John jump in, jumps in and wants to make sure that her sons will get the best seats at the table with Jesus. It's as if she had not heard a word Jesus had said. Matthew's a master to put these two stories together. You can imagine he did it to alert us to the fact that far too often the agenda of Jesus is so easy for us to ignore when we're so busy with our own. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, you're going to suffer for the sake of the world, but, but what about my boys? Do they get to sit at the head table? We're always at risk of missing the whole point, and, and that's the way that, and, th and that is that the way of Jesus is usually going to call us out of our own agendas, our own schedules, our own roles, our own responsibilities, to take on the plight of the world. We want the head table. We want the best seat in the house. We want to make sure that our families are taken care of. 
But then we pause and we listen to Jesus and we know that there is a whole lot more to be done. Earlier in Matthew, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, uh, turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give him your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. This second mile makes me think of the story I read uh, quite a while ago about Detective Skip Manane up in Poughkeepsie, New York. Detective Manane had gotten the call concerning a hit-and-run accident in the city. Jaime Tenorio was a Mexican migrant worker in the area who cut lawns on the side and sent the bulk of his money back to his poor family eking out an existence in a poor Mexican village. But that night, Jaime was riding his bike through the streets of Poughkeepsie and was struck and killed by a hit-and-run driver. Well, after concluding the investigation and apprehending the perpetrator, Detective Manane did what it said to do in the police manual, which was that he placed the obligatory phone call to Jaime's widow in Mexico, who needed to be summoned to the only phone in the village in order to speak with him. And Detective Manane informed her that her husband had been killed and then asked if, she should, if he should bury his body in a pauper's grave there in Poughkeepsie like they do all the other migrants. No, Mrs. Tornero said she wished his body to be sent back. Oh, I'm so sorry, the detective said, but unless you can come up with the money, we, we can't do that. Well, the widow begged and asked if there was anything the detective could do. Oh, that's not my job, he replied and hung up the phone. But despite the phone being hung up, that woman kept speaking to him. She kept speaking detective, to Detective Manane. He kept hearing her plea, her tears, her grief, her anguish that this man she loved and who was trying to support his family was going to be rolled into a pauper's grave a million miles away. It's not my job, he told her. Well, maybe it is, he wondered. Maybe love has no minimum. So Detective Manane went to the priest of the local Hispanic congregation and asked if they could just you know, pass a hat on Sunday morning to raise a little money so this poor widow and her four children could have the dignity of burying their husband and father in their own village. Well, that priest got talking to some other priests and the hat got passed in a whole bunch of churches and word got out to the local paper which ran an article and all of a sudden envelopes full of money came from all over the area and before you know, Detective Manane was sitting at his desk at police headquarters and staring at a pile of envelopes with money that totaled $22,000. Faced with such incredible love from total strangers who knew not the family, they were helping, the officer simply wept. He personally escorted the body back to Mexico, delivered the money to the fatherless family. With it, they buried their husband and father, and with the money left over, bought a house and clothes and a chance at a new start. And that's not all. The town of Poughkeepsie sent a team to the village and learned of their needs and pledged to become a sister city with them to help all the villagers to get on their feet and to make the village a viable center of industry, all because of one detective who didn't stick with the manual, didn't accept the minimum. When asked to walk one mile, he walked two, three, four miles. Years ago, some buddies and I traveled over to Turkey to follow the steps of the Apostle Paul and to meet up with a missionary friend of mine in Istanbul. Well, one night we were out to dinner with this friend Tim and he challenged us about what we were going to do with the call to be light of the world and salt of the earth. 
how would we be a witness to Jesus? One of our group piped up and said that, that he felt that overt witnessing about Jesus made him feel uncomfortable. And then my missionary friend said, since when did you think God cared anything about your comfort? It brought our dinner to a quiet pause. But it's a good question. Sometimes, maybe many times, there come those moments when the cheek must be turned, when the cloak must be given, when the second mile must be walked, when a police officer must be more than a police officer, all for the sake of a world that yearns to know what real love is all about. Let us pray. Gracious God, we confess to you uh, of all the agendas in our lives that we allow to trump your agenda. And so we ask, O oh God, that uh, as we hear these words again and wonder about the cup that Jesus has given us to drink, that we truly may seek to accept for ourselves the agenda of Christ and that we might find ourselves more and more in those positions where we turn that other cheek and give the cloak and, and walk that extra mile all for the sake of revealing the love of your son, Jesus. May it be so, for we pray it in Christ's name. Amen.